Sunday afternoon kickoff, 2.30 against Perth Glory, our first home game. Nathan Cosmina, um, as a fan, I, uh, I don't know how I feel so far about where we're at this season. It's a really important game, and it's obviously early in the season, but considering what's happened over the past few weeks, I'd almost call it a must-win game to really kick-start the season. From your perspective, what's the approach? Yeah, it is. We've, we've had um, a couple of false starts. I won't, won't put the Sydney FC game in that category. I thought we actually played really well up until the Hiroshi uh, send-off. Obviously, after that point, it was uphill. And, and to be honest, we, we looked under pressure for a period of time at the start of the second half, but then came back, got the, got the equaliser and probably you know deserved... Could have snatched the win at the end there with a couple of late chances. But the first two games are probably where we didn't start how we'd like. I've sort of said in a few forums this pre-season that it's the most stable um, and well-prepared our team has been in my time at the club, at least anyway. We, we've re-signed majority of the squad. Um, and I've said, you know, fans don't necessarily always like that. They love new signings. But the squad was good last year and we don't think it's at a point where we need to drastically change it signing Goody for example strengthens it again um, you know likes of Hiroshi on a longer term deal Ben Wall and Harry Vandersar coming in um, we're really comfortable where the squad's at and we were really excited to start the season well um, not really any injuries leading into the first round then Wellington away um the worst thing that happened to us probably was was the send-off in about the 25th minute. I think we took our foot off the gas, speaking with Carl. We said that sort of changed the landscape a little bit and we didn't react properly and sat back more than we needed to. Um, similar story in MacArthur where we just couldn't capitalise on chances, weren't we're ruthless enough, I think, is the language Carl used. And I thought we were good against Sydney for that's worth, but to get a, a point at least out of that game with 10 men was somewhat rewarding. And I think it was probably as good of, as a win mentally for the players, just was travelling and, and with them on the way back and just the feeling I got was that, OK, we're, we're on here whilst we had a couple of starts that, that weren't as we'd like them to be. That's a good result. Let's go home and prove a point um, and show the competition what we're capable of because everything that we've done in this pre-season, they've got a lot of belief within the team that we can go that step further and, uh, and get to a grand final this year. But now's the week to prove it, um, particularly at home, particularly with the venue upgrades, particularly on the back of three away. Um, I know the boys are up for it and, um, you know, hopefully we get the three points. Were you at all nervous that Hiroshi's red card wasn't going to be rescinded? Like, you can you can always look at what happened a couple of different ways. You listen to all of the pundits in real time and you think, OK, cool, well, it definitely wasn't a red card. But we, we've spoken about this during the week and I don't want you to comment on the referees, but it goes to the referee and then VAR is there mm-hmm. to overturn it. It didn't happen. So then you have to appeal it. Was any part of you thinking, we don't know what's going to happen or was it all 100% we know the result here, Hiroshi's going to play? No, it was exactly we don't know. Um, I can't recall a red card being overturned. The issue with incidents such as that, uh, um, it's not necessarily based on how the general public or even football people view it, it's based on rules and regulations and mm. technicalities. Um, it's quite strict and specific um, in terms of uh, referee language and how they look at these incidents. It's not as um, grey as potentially we see it as you know non-referees and say, okay, oh, that's obviously not, let's move on. You know, well, they assess every element of the movement you know, leading into the tackle. So on and so forth. Sort of the strong opinion and argued the case that on the technical basis it actually didn't 
didn't satisfy um, a red card aside from the emotion of just looking at it and watching it. So we sort of broke it down in those elements and thought we had a strong case and um, it all happened real quick. We had to submit Monday morning straight away. Um, the MRP met at four o'clock and you know, that evening had made the decision, the right decision, um, in our opinion, or it's just the, the opinion of 99% of not only our fans, but probably Sydney FC fans as well, the right decision was made. So it was good. I mean, it's unfortunate that um, Hiroshi had to miss an hour of the game and potentially cost us a couple of points. But uh, at least it was corrected because to miss the 60, then another 90, just, just to be honest, would have been ridiculous based on, on the tackle. So it was good that the MRP looked at it, um, you know, assessed it and viewed it the same way we did. And remove the suspension element of it. You can't go back in time and change it. The the match is the match, and we'll live with that. That's fine. Um, but to rectify it and have him back this week is really important for us. You talk about the consistency of the squad, which is one of the things I've been most impressed with in the off-season. Um, ben Halloran comes back to the club. We know the impact he has had. Um, he's uh, you know, won the, the best player at the club, obviously, two years ago. Ben Wallen spends time away, and... I guess I mean this in the most respectful way to Ben, but he matures a little bit away from home, so he understands how to get out of his comfort zone. He gets married, he has a child, and he comes back a, a man. Um, and then Harry, who I'm really impressed with Harry van der Sar, not just with his football, but the way that he carries himself. And I think that's a, that speaks volumes of the culture of the club, that you need to fit into the culture. Um, they call it like a no-dickhead policy, and he seems to really fit into that as well. So I'm sure you're really impressed... Um, with the, the people that have all played since signing with the club or re-signing with the club, and it's just, let's continue on this momentum that we finished last year with. Yeah, that's, there's, an, there's an element of that in, in when we look at the squad makeup and who we bring in and why we bring them in. You know, character's a, a um, big talking point when you speak to agents or even coaches speak to players. And uh, Ben Warland, um, you know, one of our own... Um, left the club a few years ago um, and we've been proactive in doing this as well. We just was not getting game time. Um, might have been Erson Gullum here at the time, um, left-sided centre-back and Ben was getting to that age, like, you need game time. And, you know, Sydney came knocking we said, look, yep, you can go, you know, go fulfil your potential because we don't want to hold you back and we always said at the time, we'll, we'll be back here one day, you know, that's what we've said that with... with um, a lot of players that have left, and then um, when the opportunity came to, to bring him back, um, we were really excited about it, because as you say, um, I think he's mid-25 now or so, and um, you saw from his performance last week, and he's matured and he's experienced now, you know, he's played a lot of games, a lot of big games at Sydney as a big club, and um, won championships and the like, so... Bringing him and also, you know, Harry, a little bit younger, um, but they call him Bruiser out at training. He's, um, he's tough as nails, just a really good guy. Um, bringing those to him has been really seamless. I think the fact that, um, you know, Harry, he was friends with Ben, has kind of helped his transition from, from uh, Sydney to Adelaide. So, yeah, we've sort of just... just and then bringing Halloran back was a bit of a bonus. We, when, we, when, when Ben left, we, you know, in January... Um, that was unexpected. We didn't expect uh, that he'd be making a move to Korea. We brought in Hiroshi and Zach uh, on the back of that. Um, and then we weren't expecting Ben to be back this year. We thought, well, he's got two years over there. We'll, we'll probably see him a little bit later in his career because um, I think he considers South Australia home. And then when the opportunity came to bring Ben back, he had other, had other options. Um, but he said uh, the only one he was ever going to consider was coming back a year. So... The, the 
putting those three together, being Halloran, Hiroshi and Goodwin up top, we have didn't have last year. As good as we were, and I think that that combination um, is really exciting. And with you know now Goody's back to full fitness, and we'll see them in full flight. Uh, Two thirty uh, for the game. I'm you know really looking forward to it back at home. Goody's an interesting one because I feel like with Craig Goodwin, our captain, we we had him until we don't have him. But it's now finalised that we've got him, which is great because there were so many question marks on how long we were going to have him for. So I'm sure that helps you um, sleep at night a little bit better because, um, as Robbie Cornthwaite said in our round table chat, that um, you know I'd agree with him. Like he's the best player in the competition last year, and that's no disrespect to Jake Brimmer, but obviously um, the impact that Goody has with his scoring, with his assists, and and he like. Ben Warland is maturing beyond his years as well. Even the way that he carried himself after the match on Sunday, in the straight after the game, speaking to the media, was really composed. So um, to have him locked in, and other clubs would have been after him. I'm sure that's really satisfying. Yeah, I think people just sort of expected that Goody would stay. Like you know, well he's been on loan, he'll just stay, won't he? But when you've got um, you know a big coming off a big contract overseas. Um, he had uh, you know the best year of his career, um, and as you say, and I wouldn't disagree. You know, the best player in the league, definitely the most impactful player in the league in terms of goals, assists. You know, the work he does defensively, he does it all. Um, that it wasn't straight up and down. He's okay. Well, one July after your thirty June contract, you'll just be in Adelaide again. There's complexities to it. Um, that. You know, didn't take too long to sort out, but but we were really pleased with the fact that uh, you know he decided to to come home. Much like Ben, I don't think there was any real other option for him. But there's lots of people that were interested in him, um, so that was a real uh, you know confidence boost for the team and the club. You know, in mid July, I think we confirmed that, and um, not only because of his on field performance, but with with Goody. Um, you know, and our leadership group more broadly, but Goody in particular as a skipper, um, it's what he does off the field, you know, so he does so much within that group and he's such a leader and so well respected that people don't necessarily see that. Not, you know, not, not should, you know, a lot of it goes on in the change room or out at training, but um, that value he brings to the squad, I think, is immeasurable. And, and as you say, that's something that, you know, he took on the armband, I think, in January after Steph left and... He's gone from strength to strength off the field as well. And you saw his football probably improve with that. Some people don't necessarily like the, the, the burden of being captain, but um, you know, for Goody, I think it was something he embraced. He embraced as you know, being able to lead his hometown club and had a bit of a rocky start at this pre-season with a few niggles, but um, now he's in full flight and I think hopefully a, a, a ready-made start for a Socceroo squad. Before I talk about uh, some young players and then we'll wrap up here, um, I'm really disappointed for Zach Clough. Obviously, his injury is going to keep him out for a little bit, but I feel like we haven't seen the best of him yet because his body not, has not allowed him to do that. And just as he starts to get acclimatised to the city and Australian football, um, injury takes its toll, which must really deflate him. But also, um, what he has shown, it would get the supporters really excited about what he can present. He just needs to stay fit. <laughs> Yeah, that's been a challenge. I mean, when Zach came, he was came in the middle of an English season. He, you know, cold winter came here to, to forty degree days and um, uh, had to acclimatise on a number of fronts. But um, primarily for his football, was getting his body fit and ready for 
the A-League. So um, we saw glimpses last year and then he had a really good pre-season this year and, and you know, um, seeing him at training from time to time and what he's capable of, you can just see that there's something special there. Um, and, uh, you know, to play in that, that 10 role that is often talked about for us with the, the Hiroshi, Haller and Goodwin combination up front is something that um, we've all been really excited about and he's just... just been unfortunate, to be perfectly honest, a quad injury um, uh, pre-travel for the MacArthur game. We'll, we'll put him out through the through the uh, World Cup break, but he's back doing rehab now already. Um, he's on the move. He said he's feeling good, you know, and um, he's a professional. He's been, you know, um, he's achieved a lot in English football. He's had setbacks before. He's pretty resilient in that in that respect. So now, at least, I was only talking to him yesterday. In that, at least, he's got. You know, we've got a six games here, but he's actually going to have three weeks where he's not going to miss a game, and he should be fully fully fit for December. So um, he'll get the chance to prove prove himself to everyone, and I think um, when he does, he'll be one of those that the fans really enjoy watching. Who's the young player that we need to look out for this year? Uh, Nesta was the talk of the town last season, but I think a, a quiet achiever, um, as a love song plays in the background here because they're <laughs> testing the audio, um, Popovich was outstanding. Um, he... Deservedly got that call up last minute to the uh, the A League All Stars um, uh, in Sydney against Barcelona, which he was really excited about. But I think he was brilliant, especially last season. But there's a lot of other young kids in the squad. Um, who are we looking out for this year? Yeah, there's there are lots. Um, I know Carl doesn't like to name names. Um, I'm not picking the team, so I can <laughs> maybe be a bit more selective. But. No, I mean, there's yeah. Popper was was last year. Nesta as well. Nesta stole the headlines with with his goals. Bernardo um, did really well last year. Um, this year, there's a few others that have started to to get their taste of A League football. Ethan Alligic now come off the bench a couple of times. Um, uh, Musa Toure. Uh, the third of the two and there's expectation as soon as he came on there's yeah, just expectation yeah, yeah. something's going to happen. But we've yeah. and it's the same as uh, Johnny Yo. Like Johnny Yo. Uh, Almost won the um, the best player in the state in the mm-hmm. uh, in football south. If he didn't go away, he mm-hmm. probably would have won that. Mm-hmm. So we've got these young kids with lots of expectation, but sometimes we forget that they're kids. Yeah, they're only young. Was sixteen? Yeah. Johnny's seventeen. Um, you forget how you know we throw them in the deep end relatively early. That's something we're proud of, and Carl really makes a point of just to expose them. And Johnny got his first game, I think, about eighteen months ago. Um, it was a fifteen-year-old. He might have even been at the time, and. Uh, uh, it's just a matter of not putting too much expectation and burden on them too quickly, you know. So Carl will manage their exposure to the limelight, so to speak. Some of them will draw more headlines than others. For Musa, with with two um, brothers ahead of him that have achieved a lot, um, there's expectation on his shoulders. The coaches will manage that. But there's a, there's a group of young kids in there. Um, I've seen you know young Assad um, saw some game time earlier in the year. Uh, a couple of others on the bench. Uh, one went on the you know, young Luka Jovanovic went on his first trip away last week. Um, that will get exposure um, this year, but I think most of them are, are 18 or under. So um, it's going to be you know much like it was for someone like Muhammad um, over the last two years, just to manage, got to manage their bodies, um, got to manage them mentally, you know, and just. Um, give them the opportunity but not overwhelm them with, with too much responsibility and Carl's big on that as he says a lot when he talks about giving these younger boys game times just go in there and have fun 
you know, um, don't worry about the technical, tactical aspects too much. You've got a job to do, but don't be overwhelmed. Go out there and enjoy yourself. And normally it, it bears fruit because all these kids have been doing really well for the last couple of years. Just finally, I don't know what to make of Perth Glory. They haven't been home for about three years. Yeah. They've had so many disruptions, which would be really challenging to find continuity. They've had a, um, you know, a, a coach or two changeover, and, and here they are where... I feel like whenever we play Perth, you just don't know what to expect or predict. What's what are your feelings about our opposition over the weekend? <laughs> yeah, I feel for them. Um, we complain about having three away games in a row leading into this one. As you say, they've been away for two and a half years and under real duress as well. In terms of um, uh, they're not just away for an away game; they're living away for extended periods of time, uh, trying to chase COVID bubbles to to play games and um, they're unfortunate for them this year that um, their stadium upgrades displaced them, much like us. Theirs are a bit longer than, than ours, but they've been away so far this season. So, look, I think they've had a good win last week. Um, they'll come here. We've got a good record against them here. Um, they'll come here with a lot of confidence um, on the back of that result. Um, they've got a lot of new players, bit of a bit of a squad rebuild for them. I don't think we know a terrible amount about them other than you know, what... Colin, the coaches would have watched over the last few weeks. So, um, but to, to speak in sort of football cliches, and I'm sure Carl will probably be saying and doing the same thing. He's not going to get too worried about them. I think he was was um, and he was talking to them the other day. He was he was starting to look at their matches and and you know how they set up and so on and so forth. But but it'll just be about executing our plan and our guys um, being ruthless, as as Carl's spoken about, which has potentially been lacking a little bit particularly at home. Like, I just think our players, you know, Kiddo's spoken about it during the week, how keen he is to come and play here again. I just think the the boys should have the adrenaline running through their veins and be pumped and ready to go that it doesn't matter who we play, um, we should be winning. Um, and I think they'll go in with that mindset. And, I, you know, um, hopefully the three points and a good show for the fans for the first game back. Well, let's hope the rain stays away because we're not going to talk about the weather forecast. But, uh, Nathan, thank you very much for your time, not just talking about um, the stadium upgrade, but also a preview into this weekend's match. We're going to do this every home game as well with different representatives from Adelaide United in uh, our men's and women's team from the coaching staff to you, the fans, as well. So you can always send in your questions. But this has been a welcome back to the pitch as we get ready for Perth Glory this weekend. Nathan, thanks for your time. Thanks, Jared.